Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to a new episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with my guest, Roy Varner, today. A quick introduction of Roy. He has spent four decades as a learning system developer, video and film director and producer, professional photographer, writer and editor for Fortune 500 companies. He's the author of A Matter of Risk, published through Random House. And since that point in his career, he's observed a few things as he's been in the online world. And one of the things he observed is that most coaching programs online are a little more than an overwhelming information dump and do very little to change the mindset or the financial success of their participants. Because of this observation, he shifted his mission to transformation coach for online entrepreneurs, in particular, helping them develop truly transformational learning products. He has developed a different kind of membership program called a coaching workshop community, which provides weekly one-on-one workshops for problem solving and a team of coaches to create a custom thrive plan for each member to achieve the seven steps in a highly sustainable, valuable online business. He is launching his membership in May along with his Entrepreneur's Mindset to Thrive Summit with over 30 influential online leaders. Welcome to Sovereign Self, Roy. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I know there are going to be listeners out there going, what the freaking frack are you doing with this really mundane sounding dude? And I will remind you that even laundry soap can be spiritual. (laughs) So, tell me a little bit about your spiritual side of your journey, Roy. Well, the spiritual side is what drives everything that I do. It's what's brought me through my life journey and business. Um, You know, I, when, when I was five, my brother almost died and he was uh, healed uh, by a neighbor who was a Christian scientist. So, my parents became members of the Christian Science Church, and I've had that as my background the whole time. And I just, I grew up understanding that my spiritual self was what it was all about, and that's what I needed to cultivate. That's what I needed to guide my journey all the way through. And from a, from a young age, I've always loved helping people, especially help them learn something that will allow them to find more of that self inside that is so buried by so many people. So I ended up when I was 26, I started my career and spent the whole career teaching people how to unfold what's inside, not just learn what's out there, but how to unfold all of their talents that they were given. And that drove me eventually, as you say, to open the coaching business. And that's where I'm putting my full time now. That's a beautiful thing. So tell me a little bit more about how the situation with your brother unfolded, because it seems to me in this this very concise package, there were a number of major things that happened for your parents and perhaps even for yourself as your little brother went through this uh, health crisis. Yes, I had really several pivot points. That was a huge one uh, because he was they, the doctor said there's not much they could do. They'd do the best, but they weren't sure he would survive. And after the neighbor volunteered to help to pray, within three days, he was stabilized, and then he, he never had those problems again. So it, to my parents, he was a miracle, and it was an awakening that they needed to reorient their lives to a spiritual basis. Now, I was, I was only five, but that impressed me a lot. So I, I mm. was, you know, all in to learn more. So it, as I followed the church and church activity and study and so forth, I was 18 when I took a major uh, Bible studies program, basically, mm-hmm. a very spiritual look at it, not just here's the history of the Bible, but memorize this and regurgitate yeah, it back. Not, the, yeah. <laughs> not, not just the information, which yeah. I was never that big on, but it was the spirit of it. Right. What did the Bible really mean? If you look behind just the words and 
what did Christ Jesus bring that wasn't there before for people that completed this journey? And what did he challenge us to do and all that? So that stimulated me to really try to focus on the spiritual side and be the kind of person that spread spread that understanding out instead of all the, the human beliefs that were holding people back. So, and finally, when I was 26, I said, I, I've just got to do this. I, I'm tired of working for a company. I've got to get out and spread my goodness and be 11, you know, <laughs> to leaven the world out there with, with my spiritual basis. And every time I plan anything in my business, I always plan the, the, the spiritual thoughts and the spiritual thoughts direct me to make sure what I'm doing is, is focused on finding the authentic self. And that that's the whole foundation of what I do. So it's, it's been a lifelong uh, journey and those particular points are the ones that kind of stimulated the activity that triggered me into doing something about it. Yeah. So what were some of your pivot points? Because it's well, easy to get sucked into the world, yeah, right? <laughs> it is. Well, you know, I started um, I started out as a uh, writer, per se. I wanted to get into developing learning systems because I wanted to learn the process of how the human mind changes. How do you get people, tear them away from these old limiting assumptions? It's mm-hmm. like in the Bible, it's the old man to the new man, right? But it's not that simple because everybody's hung up with all of these assumptions that they've it, layered on. It's very simple, but it's not easy. Yeah, that's that's a better <laughs> way to say it. It's simple, but it's not easy. And so um, I think the first, the first point was my first major project that I did for Shell Oil. And it was a, a quality improvement program. It was like, it was, it took me about six months to do it, but I really realized that I could work the spiritual idea in without anybody even knowing it. So I, I, I focused on my language. I didn't use the jargon of, of my religion, right? but I focused on the language to direct people to who they really are and that it's within them. They don't have to go find it outside. And it's really not about all this information you're gathering. It's about clearly understanding what you've already got inside of you in the way of strengths and abilities and your unique genius, which mm-hmm. I, I talk about capturing your genius. It's your own individual way. You're unique in the universe. There's nobody exactly like you. And you have a unique set of experiences that trained you and you have your own stories. So that's what I tried to work with in, in the learning world was let's find the real you. Let's get that out. Let's share that. And then people started flourishing. People started really uh, jumping ahead because of these learning programs that I was developing whenever I had the chance to do that. Most of the time, corporations won't let you do that. But <laughs> so, I, you know, they, they, they want to cover they, themselves legally yeah. to say that everybody's been trained properly. So if something goes bad, it was obviously the, the individual. Obviously the, yeah. Yeah. He's legally irresponsible, but that that's, that's not how you, you build a business. I mean, from just an, a smart standpoint of running a business, you want people that are really self-motivated and can change and grow and let all of this, strength inside of them come out. That's what you want. You don't want yeah. just a bunch of people following the the company rules, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the company rules do not take into account all future possibilities. And truthfully, if you continuously always color within the lines, which is what company rules are set up to, to require you to do, uh, you never make significant improvements. You never make significant upgrades or breakthroughs because these things all exist beyond the lines. (laughs) That's true. That's exactly true. And you, you have to understand that business is not different from life. That when we in our lives believe in something, we believe in a power greater than us. We believe in our creator, whatever you call that creator. And you, you believe that your core is your spiritual self, your soul, your authentic real self. You can't then go into business and all of a sudden put all that aside and say, I'm going to be an automaton 
and I'm going to, you know, just go through the steps and do this. And that's why so many people are frustrated in, in their jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not able to be themselves. They have to be something different that isn't natural for them. And so that's why so many branch out and want to start their own business or become coaches or, or whatever. They want to get away from the rigid structure so they can be themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I have a question for you because I know from my own journey that it's super hard for me to identify what my own genius is. So, how do you work with someone to pull their genius forward? Because it's really hard to see yourself as an objective observer. And a lot of times your genius just feels like the water you swim in. Well, I think it fundamentally gets down to what you said in the introduction that it's not learning. Learning is not information. It's not motivation. Learning is a mentored process where you are guided by somebody who has an an outside point of view. They can see the things that are limiting you that you can't see because you develop them gradually over time. These are just assumptions that you have about yourself and you can't see them. You may say, well, I know I'm a procrastinator or I'm a perfectionist or yeah, I have the curse of knowledge and I tend to talk too much and not listen enough. So sometimes you, you know some of the things that are holding you back, but those are typically just coping behaviors. Below the coping behaviors are your assumptions about yourself and how limited you are or how free you are. And I like to use the analogy of someone in a prison cell, and one day they walk over and they just lean against the door and it swings open. Swings open. <laughs> and they say, whoa, what happened? And there's a, a guy standing there and he said, you didn't know this was unlocked. It's been unlocked the entire time. The whole, whole time you've been here. <laughs> All you had to do was open it up. It's the same thing. We could unlock the the great spiritual wonder, the creation within and all of God's glory that he gave us. We can unlock that if we can be aware of what are those things that are holding us back. That's why another a mentor, a spiritual guide, somebody else, a third person needs to look in and help us realize. So that is step one is awareness of what are the assumptions you've made that are limiting you. And then the second is to look at, well, what are better assumptions and look at those and compare them. Which one would you rather have? Which one makes you feel better? Which one gives you the strength and progress and feel better about yourself? Which one restricts you and which one sets you free? Exactly. Restrict and set free. That's a good way to say it. I love that. So tell me about the teachers in your life. Well, I had teachers in Christian science who all, you know, and I think that religion is is misunderstood uh, in the sense that, well, they don't go to doctors. Well, yeah, Christian scientists sometimes do go to doctors, but first they try the spiritual approach and they work it. And if it's too much for them, then they go get help because, you know, you don't want to die trying. But uh, (laughs) what I learned from that was that go to your source first, go to your core, go back to your belief in God and what he's given you and believe in yourself that I am an image and reflection of this great mind. I do have intelligence. I have ideas that I need. I can, you know, I have all the things that I need within me if I just would accept that and believe it. So it's more than positive mental attitude. I mean, that was a, that was a trend, and, and obviously yeah. that's good, and it's more well, than… It, it has some good, good aspects yeah, to it, right. but it's got some real limitations as well. Exactly, and the same thing with just saying affirmations. You've got to get the right foundation for what you think and say and belief about yourself, and as you peel off those layers… Wow, you realize, wow, I can really do this. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a funny story about affirmations. I, when I was younger in, in grad school, I was working to try to you know, shift my patterns of thinking and this sort of thing because I, I was very down on myself. I had a very negative inner self-talk voice that would happen. And so, I ran into affirmations at that time. They were becoming a thing in that moment. And I would uh, stand in front of the mirror and I would say these things and the little voice in my head would go, no, 
that's a lie. That's not right. <laughs> After every single one of these things is like, okay, the affirmation thing does not seem to quite be working with me. I'm going to have to come at this from another angle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you ask about, you ask about people that had influence on me. Obviously, the the people that taught me to have a spiritual basis and to go to spiritual first, and taught me that there's nothing out there that I can't do, which was so great because I was very shy. I was embarrassed to get up in front of a group and talk when I was in high school. I mean, I really, I really had an issue with with self. And with, with the embarrassment of exposing myself and worrying about what people were going to think about myself. Mm. Finally, finally, at some point, it just, it just woke me up that said, wait a minute, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about the people that I want yes. to help. <laughs> and it's about not about them being everybody, because if I'm trying to be everything to everybody, I'll end up being nothing to anybody. Yeah. So. I needed to niche down and say, well, who do I really want to help? I want to help, first of all, someone who wants to help. Hello. Who, yeah, who <laughs> realizes they need the help to get out of these old ways of thinking, but they just can't they just can't pry it out and get past their comfort zone. And then I also want to help people who have a love of their fellow man, an altruistic basis, whether it's what for whatever reason. And I can help them go help others. In other words, pay it forward. And I, yeah. so Arnold Palmer became a major impact on my life because he became, they call him the, the king, but he really liked to be called the ambassador of golf. And I had, okay. a, <laughs> I had a good right. session with him. I'll tell you later. I, I want to hear about that session with him, but we are going into our first break already. And I would like to invite everyone out there who's listening in on our conversation today to grab your pen and paper, as I frequently invite you to do. And what I'd like you to do is make a list of some resources that you have in your life. Um, they might be emotional uh, or mental resources. They might be talents that you have. There might be people in your world who might could stand as at that third-party objective person who stands outside your jar and reads your label. <laughs> uh, make a list of those resources that you have available to yourself and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, 
back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I am here with Roy Varner. And before the break, he was sharing with us a, a pivotal moment, a nugget that he had gleaned from an interaction he had with Arnold, Arnold Palmer. I can't talk. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I met him on the golf course early on when I was in my 20s. And um, he, was, he was such a gracious man to everybody. He had a, he had, his idea was, hey, they're out there supporting me. I can be nice to them. He would look you in the eye. He would talk to you. I mean, just did not have a big ego. But the more I followed him through the years, the more I realized that, that he was really like that. It wasn't just he was in a good mood that day. Mm-hmm. That was his character. That was his 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 spirit that he had, and he was bound and determined to give back all the good that he had gotten through his experience in golf. And then I really solidified him uh, a number of years ago. My my uh, nephew was on a ship, a fishing ship out off Kodiak Island in Alaska at night in a big storm, and it sank. Mm. And so I said, I'm going to I'm going to write the story of the, a book about the story. And so I got the permission from the Coast Guard to come there and interview all the like 65 different people that were involved in the helicopter pilots and crew and fishermen and all that stuff. And I'm publishing a book on that next January. But it in the process of it, I went and interviewed Arnold Palmer because he's the most famous ex-Coast Guard person out there. Yeah. I didn't know he'd been in the Coast Guard. And so I had a I had a good session in his office and talked to him and and he he had so much gratitude for the mentors in his life, the people who had had centered him, had gotten mm-hmm. him focused on the, not just the training. He got great training, which he appreciated the discipline, all that, but centering on who he was and that character was so much more important than anything else. And that you, we all have it in us. We just have to focus on it and hold it as our, our dear core and make sure that everything we do in life expresses that amazing character. So that was that was so inspiring to me that a, a man that had made so much money and was so famous and he's got jets and he flies around the world and all that stuff. He was centered. He was centered on his spiritual core and he wasn't about to mistreat anybody. And that was just that's just who he was. That was his being. Yeah, and I love that because you know, I work with people on financial restrictions and stuff in their life. And a frequent fear that comes up is if I suddenly have financial monetary abundance in my life, I will become a dickwad. (laughs) (laughs) And my experience with abundance of money is it's very similar to an abundance of alcohol. It will make you more of whatever you are. Yes. That's a good way to say it. And I, I know some very, very wealthy people who are very centered and they, they, they made sure their family was set. They got a nice home and, and things like that. But those people are not focused on, on the things. The things are not what satisfy us in life. What satisfies us in life is our love for other people and our relationships with other people and our living the right life, living the character that we believe in. And some of these extremely wealthy people have done so much good in their, in their philanthropy and in starting schools and in providing water to, to villages that don't have water in Africa or whatever their particular chosen thing is. They're extremely generous and they're so grateful that they have the money to do it. And, they, and, and the real answer is exactly what you said, is that if you're coming from the standpoint of spirit, you're not going to lose yourself with a lot of money. You're going to find the freedom to take that money and make some changes in the world that you truly believe in. Yes, exactly. And that's where the real soul fulfillment starts to come in. When you're putting your energy into the things that you are aligned with, attuned with, and uniquely here to work with. Uh, Not everybody's going to resonate with, you know, wells in Africa. There are other passions that we have, uh, helping people off of drugs, um, helping families who've 
historically never had wealth in their family, establish familial wealth, establish, uh, how to put it, scholarship funds, if education is an important aspect to you, um, helping people learn how to get into and hold on to a home. This was a passion of mine. It still is a passion of mine um, because there are many people that had very unfortunate experiences in 2008 <laughs> because they'd put it, yes. been put into homes that they could not sustainably afford. And uh, yeah, it, well, it's I going to be a, the thing that lights you up. <laughs> it, it's what lights you up. And I have a cause because I have, I have three grandchildren, uh, five, eight, and 10. And I, they are just a light of my life. They have made me young again. They give me purpose. And, uh, and there, there are a number of, of causes out there relating to ch children being kidnapped and put into mm. trafficking. Yes. It is, it is a horrible plight in this country that people are not paying attention to how many, many millions of children are kidnapped and put into sexual slavery and, and worse. And many of them end up dying. And it's just horrible. So I've, I've found a cause that, that I'm contributing a portion of my earnings from my business to a, a group that is doing a great job of going out and rescuing these kids and bringing them back and getting them back with their families and helping them emotionally and spiritually get back to their happy selves, which mm -hmm. is a huge extra effort once you rescue them. Oh, now, yeah, because it's not back? enough to just pull their body out of the slavery, mm -hmm. right? Because a large aspect of being enslaved is the mental aspects and the emotional aspects of what happened. And they can get them out of that. I mean, there, there are ways to help them find themselves and put that in perspective and understand and, and basically get them away from the feeling that that's still clinging to them or that mm -hmm. they even went through that experience. They can get above and beyond it and say, well, that's just a memory. And I've learned a lesson and I'm, back to whole again. And that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful way to spend your life is to help children get to that. I always love to help children get a sense of self-worth because mm. I grew up without one. Oh yeah. Basically yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up, I grew up and missed so many opportunities to express my talents, to meet people, to be involved in people, uh, people's lives. I missed a chance to be part of a, to go with a director to Europe and when they were making a movie that I really wanted to do. And I was just too timid. I just mm. couldn't do it. So, yeah, now I, I'd love to dig into that. How did you work your way out of that timidity? It, it really happened when I started. The, the biggest first pivot was when I had some great success with a program called Handle with Special Care. It was a customer service program that I designed from scratch for a company. They had already uh, agreed to buy one from another company off the shelf. And I went in at the last second and said, I'll customize it for you and say, okay. So over the next year and a half, I built this program. And the whole idea of it is based on the four things that customers say they most need. It was the first one is, is uh, spelling backwards, E, for excellence. Mm -hmm. Do it right the first time and everybody's happy, right? Oh, and amen. Then, and it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. The second one was responsiveness. You know, respond when I have a need. And, and if something goes wrong, jump all over it, you know, and respond quickly. So yeah. third one was what I called assurance, the A. And that is that, you know, I've got you back and that you can trust me to act in your best interest at all times, just as though I were on your team. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fourth was the C part of care, which is concern. I want you to have concern for me, have honest, heartfelt concern that you want me to have a good life and want me to solve problems. And you want to do whatever it is that you can do humanly to make my life well. So it was called handle with special care and it was outrageously successful. It went to 25,000 uh, people. It, it turned the company around from a very high turnover to a very low turnover, and it made a huge difference in their company. But the, yeah. the, whole, the whole basis of it was starting people off seeing the world through the customer's point of view. 
Yeah, exactly. I had one of those like anti-customer service experiences last night with one of these um, meal delivery companies. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I ordered at like 6.30. Here we are. It's after eight o'clock at night. I've had two messages so far saying, oh, well, your order's going to be delayed. And they, they're pushing it back by 30 minutes each time. I finally got a hold of their customer support. And they're like, oh, but we'll have somebody assigned to it really soon. I'm like, you guys are like <laughs> three delays past really soon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's time to just cancel it because I'm going to go over and get it myself. It'll be faster than your most recently estimated delivery time. <laughs> well, uh, people think about customer service in their businesses and they, they look at it wrong because when you send out postcards and say, how are we doing? You always get a 95% or better response, mm -hmm. but you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. It's what are, we, what are we doing that we could be doing that would make your life better? It's more tell us how to be better, not just rate us as good. And, and customer care and customer service is just a form of love. It's how do you love and take care of the people out there? You, you do it right the first time. You respond when there's a problem or respond when they need you. You act in a trustworthy manner so they know that you've got their back. And you're always concerned and their inside champion whenever they contact you or, or whenever they get anything. You're there and they know it and they feel it. They feel it as love, but they, they don't call it love, but that's what it is. It's just taking care of it just like you would your, your wife or husband or your children or your best friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was interesting when I was canceling this order with them last night because that's what I did. Uh, because I needed to love and care for my family, which is to feed them dinner before 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> you know, they're like, but we'll have somebody assigned any second. It's like, your problem is I don't believe you at this point. Mm -hmm. And because I don't believe you, I'm going to cancel my order and go get the food myself, <laughs> which I did and got back to the house before their third estimated delivery time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like I said earlier, you can't separate your life principles from your business experience. Your business experience is just you and your life principles functioning within a business environment. And if you keep that, that focus in that center, I mean, you'll never go wrong. You may make mistakes, but people forgive you if they know you have a heart and you yeah, and you're doing and all the right things for them, you know. Exactly. You're legitimately doing the best that you can for not just yourself, but them as well. Absolutely. I love that. All right. We are getting down to the end of our second session already. Uh, and I know you have some amazing stuff that's fixing to come out in the world. What I'd like to do is invite everyone out there who's had this thought in their mind that, you know, there is this thing I want to go do. It might look like a business. It might look like making a difference in the neighborhood, your, the world. Um, a lot of times we, we get called to these big end goals and they get so big and scary and overwhelming. And what I would invite you to do is to spend a minute with that, that inspired thought that has been recurring in your awareness and take your pen and paper and spend a couple of minutes around what's a teeny tiny baby step in that direction. Because you don't get to these big, hairy goals without taking a bunch of teeny, tiny baby steps. Take a look at what one of those baby steps might be and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520 261 6827 and let me know how has the show supported you 
where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I continue to be here with the wonderful and amazing Roy Varner. And Roy, I know you have been expressing yourself out into the world in a variety of ways over the years. What I'd like to dig in with you now is um, what was it that led you into becoming a transformational coach? Not just a teacher, but a transformational coach, which is kind of a step beyond teacher. Okay. I came from the corporate world, obviously, you know, four decades or so in the corporate world. And I, and I jumped online um, about two and a half years ago and got into a couple of shiny object, big programs. And they all <laughs> promised me that I'd be launching and, you know, six, seven figures, all these things that they promise you. Yes. Well, I went through a number of those programs and I was so frustrated by the lack of support. And the more I went through it, the more complicated it was, the more information there was, the more overwhelmed there was. And I realized I was getting resistance every time I tried to get someone to actually spend time and money and effort to develop a learning program that is really transformative. Mm. Nobody wanted to do that. I mean, I'm talking. It takes effort, Roy. <laughs> yeah, it takes. It's a lot of work. And what and the 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 mantra online is get rich quick. They'll say, no, we're not a get rich quick program, but. They'll give you information and they'll they'll lead (laughs) you to believe that pretty soon you're going to launch and you're going to make all kinds of money and everybody's going to be happy. But what I discovered was, and this is a quote from a a major coach out there, that 97% of the people that take all these expensive programs never finish the materials of the course, particularly the long talk and face videos. Mm -hmm. They therefore never get the mindset that they were hoping to get the success mindset, and they never actually thrive either personally or financially. They might have fun. It's a club. There's a lot of fun people. It's, you know, and people keep throwing money at this stuff. But basically, the the online information system is broken. It doesn't deliver transformations of heart and soul and spirit and other things. Right. And it, so after it, it delivers what you think you want, which is a pile of information. Yeah. You, you figure I get all this information. That information is the trigger and the secret, the secret sauce, as some of them talk about, that's going to allow me to thrive financially and otherwise. And now I can work, a, you know, one day a week or four hours a week and be in my yacht and my Lamborghini and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but the, Even if that were to work, the system doesn't work. So I had to back up and have serious self-analysis, say, how am I going to 
get attention of people in the world in this kind of environment, when everybody thinks they can just jump on and make a lot of money, how am I going to get their attention that, hey, it's it's a business. You need to develop value. You need to develop a program that is actually transformative and will get people from here to there yeah. and not just dump a bunch of information on them and send them home to try to figure out how to make a business. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. So I got my aha moment um, really literally just before Christmas last year. I finally, I just finally was tired of it and said, I'm just going to do my thing. I don't care what these people are saying. But it, I was reading in the Bible and I was writing down some good quotes about turning the old man, trading the old man for the new man. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, and what that process is that I had learned from the past that that's, that's kind of a misnomer. If you look at it just on the, on the literal level, you're not abandoning the old man and taking on the new, you're peeling the layers off that were covering the new man that was mm-hmm. always there within you. You just didn't know it. You were too close to the forest for the trees, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, the stuff that you're peeling away is the stuff that is holding you back, that's telling you you have to do it in XYZ fashion when there are literally hundreds of thousands of ways to make oh, there, it. There are so work. many ways when you, when, you, when you understand that real change is growth in your self-esteem. Okay, your concept of yourself is what change is all about. That's what changes everything. You don't have to have money change. You don't have to have information change. If you can build up your self-confidence, you can accomplish anything. And you can pay other people to go learn and do and and so forth, right? But if you don't have that good self-confidence of yourself, no matter how much information I give you, no how many steps or software or whatever, your psyche and your mindset says danger out there. It's mm. safe back here in the familiar. I'm going to just stay where I am in my comfort zone. And so everybody just goes right back to the way they were. Spend all that money. The average that I've seen of successful entrepreneurs online is three and a half years of chaos, of going from one shiny object to another, wasting time and money, frustrated. They've not only uh taken three and a half years to get started to make a decent living. And I'm talking like a hundred thousand a year or better. Right. Something but you they, can actually live on. Yeah, something you could actually live on. It took them three and a half years to get there, but look at the opportunity cost. Look at what they lost that they could have done in three and a half years of right thinking about themselves and trust and so forth. So I knew that the trick was I've got to get people into a coaching workshop and a coaching environment and peel off those layers and change the concept, the entire concept of what a coach is or what an instructor is. The old concept is the talk and face, the curse of knowledge, mm-hmm. where they'll dump all this stuff on you and leave you to, to figure it out and apply it. That's not teaching, training, learning. That's All that is is, is sharing. They're yeah. just dumping stuff on you. The exactly. real the real role that we need to take on in helping other people is, is what I call the facilitator of the learning experience. And, and it, it takes you away from being the knowledgeable talking face and says, I'm going to create an environment and a process within which people feel respect. They feel love. They get attention. They see options in a fresher, newer light. They start to feel that things are possible. And as you take them from one little baby step to another in a sequential pattern that's planned out intelligently, their self-esteem grows tremendously, and they start making the choice themselves to embrace these new ideas and new assumptions about themselves and the new habits that are smart to support that. It's not me making them learn. It's me creating an environment that, that makes it easy for them to make this transformation and change process. When you learn to do that, and it isn't rocket science, it's all about how you you focus on it, what your intent is. When you create like that, then it becomes easy for people to grow, step up to a new mindset and start to thrive. 
And once yeah. they get a little taste of that, they're on a roll. You have broken the mesmerism of those old thinking and have freed them to be who they really are. And there's so much there that we'll never even get to who they are because we have, there's so much about us. We, we haven't scratched that. Most people haven't scratched 1% of what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you open it up and they see the potential, it is so empowering. And that's where I, really get excited and love to be there because I love to see them break free and start feeling empowered and feeling good about themselves. And then a lot of them are going to do better than I could do, you know, and that's mm-hmm. cool when they take exactly. off and really run with it. <laughs> so that's, that was the, that was the shift. And I decided I'm going to forget what the online world is telling me. I'm forging my own direction because I know what's right and I know it works and therefore, I use this summit to gather a bunch of smart people and get my business started. I love that. And that was actually, I love that you made that shift because I made a similar shift to that uh, beginning of last year, I think it was. It's like I'm not paying for any more information. I will yes. only pay for things that actually create actions in my business. Okay, so I will pay for an administrative assistant who will help me keep my email organized. I will pay for a piece of software that will allow me to, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> send out emails or organize my client information in my calendar or reduce the number of steps it takes for us to whatever, but I am no longer paying for information. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Because, I mean, I looked back at, you know, the programs and stuff that I've invested in over the years. And had I done that, had I taken that money and invested in, in things that actually moved my business forward, I, I'd be in a very different place today. So, yes, yeah. I swore off of the information. <laughs> so, I know you brought a gift with you today. We've got like Four minutes. Would you like to share what that gift is? And then I'll tell people where they can go find it. Well, it, I, I set this summit up to get 30 people who have proven transformational thinking and success. And I didn't let anybody come on who wasn't a transformational committed person, person whose purpose and why is first to help other people and second to get financial stability, right? And so this is a free access to this. So 30 videos plus five live events in the week of May 3rd to 7th. This is, this is a gift to everybody. And I'm, I'm also starting my coaching business. And so I'm going to have, uh, I'm offering to people to contact me to get free consultation on what is the process of getting them from where they are to thrive. Yes. I love that. If you are interested in one or both of these things, and I'd highly recommend both of these things, you can go to SovereignSelf.media. That's SovereignSelf.media. And Roy will be up at the top of the speaker list. His information will be there. There will be a link to sign up for the summit and to get that uh, consultation on how to actually make change a real reality in your life, not like this this fairy dust and, and, and sparkle potential. <laughs> right. I love that. So in like the last couple of minutes we have here, Roy, what words of wisdom do you have for those of us who are, who have kind of these ideas in our head, but haven't quite found the way to birth them out into the world? What, what words of wisdom do you have around well, making that happen? Learning happens when we have a coach to help us make the leap and make the jump. Everybody needs a coach. So I encourage everybody to find a coach and find someone who not only is a transformational spiritual thinker, because that's obviously critical as the core, but find somebody who's practical, who knows the, the business steps can help you identify what you should be doing and what you should be delegating to your team and to other resources to get it going. Because so many good spiritual thinkers are not good business people. So the coach will help you get a business plan 
that yep. is reasonable and that uses the right people, but not too many, right? A plan that'll work for you. That's the combination you're looking for in a great coach. Absolutely. I love that. I actually, <laughs> it, it reminds me of one of my, my spots of genius, actually. I had a, a client who had come to me with something. I forget what it was. I gave her some advice. She says, that's why I love you. You're the sensible mystic. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me of my little bit of genius. Absolutely. And that's what drew me to you in the beginning. Oh, that's sweet. So let's see how else do, what else do we need to say today before we go? I just encourage people to, to make the break. Don't, don't just, don't just let things be status quo. Act, get help, get support, get going in the right direction, and pretty soon you'll feel the momentum and it will not be scary anymore. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I've noticed in my own spiritual journey is when I decide to get up off it and get on with it, that's when the resources really start to come together. Exactly. It's the action that we miss. We have all the great ideas and the planning and the wishes and the hopes. None of that works until you act. And once you act, it gets easier. Yeah, and people show up. There's, there's a magneticness that happens when you start moving down that road and going, this is where I'm going. Do you want to come with me? And, and you go in, in pairs or whatever, but you don't go alone. You go with help, and it's who you surround yourself with that determines really how you think and what your progress is going to be. So surround yourself with smart people that are action-oriented and get out and make it happen, and that'll rub off on you, too. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today, Roy. It has been an honor and a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for including me, and I feel like I've met a kindred spirit and someone who has the same magnetic uh, source that I do, and that's always good. <laughs> it is, absolutely. And thank you to all of you in listener land who've joined us. Uh, if you would like to be closely attached to magnetic sources that are moving forward, you know where to find Roy's information, uh, and you can join me in the Sacred Living Lab on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, $10 to join. Go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash spirit talks one, S-P-I-R-I-T-T-A-L-K-S numeric one, $10 to join in each Tuesday evening. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 